No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. It is Friday night, and you're live with another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you for joining us, everybody. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast on... Joining us, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, as always, so much to get through in so little time. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to spiritually send me some lemons, then you can do so by following me on Twitter, at boogiebumper. Uh, there have been some roadblocks now. Now, this is normally the type, the part of the show where I'd say, if you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's proceedings, the preferred method is, of course, dlive.tv slash boogiebumper. Grab some of those little lemons and leave those succulent little suckers in my fruit bowl. However, tonight, that's not going to be the case. That's not going to be the case tonight, unfortunately. There has been some, there has been some happenings. There's been some developments, shall we say, on the lemon front. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Yes, when life gives you lemons, make the most of them because they won't last forever. Um, (laughs) Earlier today, depending on who you listen to and who you've been watching, maybe you're not aware of this, I don't know. So uh, there is apparently a situation on DLive for the moment where uh, the currency that's used for audience members to tip streams and whatnot, uh, there appears to be some kind of a glitch and I'm sure it's a glitch. I mean, it wouldn't be anything other than a glitch. <laughs> so currently on DLive, uh, I know for myself, um, if you were listening to ROTC, same for them, same for Daywave, Nightwave, same for JJ Stoner, ladies and gentlemen. A bunch of streams who are on the X tag portion of DLive, which this stream is. And has I think I have been from the start, except for maybe like two or three streams here and there. But it's been mostly X-tagged for you know since the beginning. Because the the requirement on DLive is if you're doing political content or anything that could be deemed controversial, then we prefer if you put the X X tag on, which means you have to be like over 18 to watch it and all of that kind of thing. So now so as it stands at the moment, um, because people in the chat are like, hey, where's all the lemons and stuff? Uh, the lemons, the diamonds, all of that kind of thing are uh, no longer there on the channel. Now, I'm, I, like I said, I'm sure it's just a glitch. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. I'll, I'll see you in hell. I'm sure it's just an innocent little glitch. And I'm sure it has nothing to do with Let's say, for example, now, if you were a conspiracy theorist, you know, if you were one of these right-wing extremists, which we abhor on this show, obviously, you know, this show is a safe space. We love love. 
We're very progressive here on this show. We have all the correct opinions. Thank you Thank for, you coming. for coming. I'll see you in hell. <laughs> we have all the correct opinions and we say them often, don't we, here on this program. So, um, you know, people, you know, people in the chat, you can see there, people in the chat are like, hey, I have all these lemons and now I can't tip them to certain people. Well, there has been no official word from DLive. So no email or anything like that about terms of service changing. There hasn't been, you know, there's been moderators who you can get in touch with on the DLive Discord and they're like, well, there's been no, nobody has officially come out and said that they've done it on purpose. Nobody said that it's a glitch. <laughs> D-ball money. Nope. <laughs> so I suspect, you know, it's obviously just a glitch. However, the conspiracy theorists amongst us might say that due to recent media attention that the platform has been getting, Specifically in regards to one gentleman, otherwise uh, a man known as Baked Alaska, who was involved in the riot, the, the Capitol Hill siege is what we're calling it now, the siege of the Capitol. Uh, he was involved in that and he live streamed it to DLive. And he was subsequently removed. But then that started a whole bunch of Happy media Hanukkah, Sinister Charlie pipped $3. Thank you, Sinister. I have a date tonight. We might have the sexy times. That's nice. That's pretty much it. That's beautiful. Beautiful story there from Sinister Charlie. Thank you so much for the tip. Yes, if you still want to leave a tip for tonight's show, you can do so by streamlabs.com slash boogie bumper, but that's up to you. So, Baked Alaska was involved in the siege of the Capitol. He live streamed it to DLive. And then a whole bunch of media outlets started reporting things like, for example, stuff like extreme far-right uh, agitators are streaming on this platform called DLive and they're getting donations. You know, there were various articles coming out saying, you know, look at all of these awful people who are behind this X tag. You know, if you, if you don't have the X tag on, it's just a nice, happy platform with people playing games and stuff. And as soon as you hit the X tag, then you see all of these very, you know, one of our favourite words here on the program, all of these problematic streams, right? All of these very potentially harmful streams, like this one here, apparently. So, and JJ Stoner, for example, as you know, that big political heavyweight, JJ Stoner. <laughs> so, although it may be a glitch... It appears that anybody who is X-tagged at the moment is unable to receive any kind of lemons or diamonds or donations from the audience. People can still purchase lemons and diamonds and donation and the currency here on DLive, but it seems if you're, you know, if the streamer that you want to tip is behind this X-tag, then you're not able to give it to them, which is interesting. And like I said, maybe it's just a glitch and then maybe it'll, maybe it'll come back. But if it doesn't, I suspect that, you know, it's because it's one thing to just like annoy streamers by changing things arbitrarily, right? And then not informing them as to why it's been changed or not informing people as to why they've been removed from certain programs. That's kind of, but you know, a lot of us on the internet are kind of used to that kind of treatment now. But I've never had a problem with DLive. Anytime I've reached out to them, I've always got an answer directly back, which is another reason why I'm sure this is just a glitch. It's just a glitch. I'm sure it wouldn't be an intentional 
uh, intentional overreach as response to recent media attention caused by one baked Alaska. I'm sure that's not the case. <clears throat> I'm sure that's what's happening here. But then you've also got people who, um, you know, purchase lemons and are now not able to give them. So you're going to piss those people off as well. And let's just say, let's just say in the realm of impossibility, in the realm of fantasy, that this was an intentional move. Um, one does have to consider whether or not it's going to be long-term viable to cave to very small amounts of media pressure who, who don't have the interests of your platform at heart. I would suggest if people are pressuring you to change what you do on your platform, more often than not, it's because you're competition and not because they want to be your friend. Right. So on that theme, thank you for joining us here on The Daily Boogie. We are streaming live on Trovo, by the way. This has become the new foxhole of the live streaming community. <laughs> the new Alamo. Trovo.tv slash Boogie Bumper. I do have the Trovo chat open. I have the Trovo chat open, but it's not integrated into Restream, so you can't see it on the screen there. Restream said, I don't know, last year that they were working on trying to get the Trovo chat into the Restream system so you could see it on the screen there. But I am watching Trovo chat as well. So now I have a new chat open, which a new chat to miss. <laughs> a new chat for people to get angry in because I'm missing their comments. So that'll be fun. But I'm doing my best. Um, so speaking, let's get into the show here. Thank you for joining us. Yes, no lemon parties tonight, but we carry on regardless. And I'm sure if people are putting pressure on various live streaming platforms to adjust their system and, you know, how they reward live streamers, how they how they enact, you know, interactions between audience and live streamers and how they get a digital currency going and moving in the right direction. I'm sure if people are offering advice on, you know, changes to your platform who do not work in the platform. Happy Hanukkah, Gypsy tipped five dollars. Thank you, Gypsy. Goddamn baked potatoes. Goddamn baked potatoes. Thank you very much, Gypsy. Where did you steal the donation, Gypsy? Or did you steal the donation from Gypsy? Yeah, baked potatoes. Oh, he's he's an absolute patriot. Um, so I'm sure if people are offering advice to your platform and telling you, you know, you need to stop all of these people from, you know, making money on your platform. I'm sure they're doing it because they really care about your platform and they want you to succeed. And I'm sure it has nothing to do with eliminating competition in the live streaming social media space. Of course, that would be a ridiculous thing to suggest. On a completely unrelated topic, Twitter is helping to build an alternative tw to Twitter, <laughs> says CEO Jack Dorsey. Yeah. Because as you'll remember... Parler was basically Parler was basically genocided off the internet last week, and there's no talk of when that's going to be back. If it's going to come back at all, nobody really knows. All we know is that it's gone, and now, appropriately, just like that, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey says, "Hey, if you don't like Twitter, don't worry, I'm making a new one." <laughs> We are the problem and the solution here at Twitter, ladies and gentlemen. Look, look, I know there's been 
I know there's been a lot of talk lately about Twitter banning people and removing people, you know, you know, a lot of nobodies such as, you know, the current president of the United States, for example. But there's a lot of talk of, you know, people being very upset with Twitter. They don't like what we're doing here. So let me assure you that we have your best interests at heart here at Twitter. So I am proud to announce that we are now creating an alternative to Twitter. <laughs> Thank you. Finally, there's going to be some alternative. Thank you for building a better Twitter, Jack. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey said today in a tweet storm that his company is exploring the development of a decentralized standard for social media. And this is very reassuring. Don't you want Twitter coming up with the standards for social media? Not just even Twitter itself, but all social media. I think we should roll out Twitter-style uh, terms of service across the internet. Don't you think that would be a good idea? Thank you for keeping me safe, Twitter. Oh, and if and incidentally, just to our friends at DLive, where I am a verified partner, believe it or not, so people can no longer subscribe to the channel. And one of the prerequisites for being a verified partner on DLive is you have to maintain a certain level of subscribers. Now, if people aren't allowed to continue to subscribe to the channel because of this bug, because of this particular bug that we have, which is definitely not done on purpose, which was definitely not intentional as response to current mainstream media pressure. It's definitely just a bug. But if people aren't able to continue to subscribe to the channel, then obviously uh, the number of subscribers that I have here on DLive will eventually go down to zero, at which point I will no longer be eligible for the Verified Partner Program. So that may just run its course. That may get the Milton Waddams treatment in office space, you know. We prefer not to tell people that they're fired, but just let these things run out naturally. <laughs> you know, there was a glitch where he was actually fired two years ago, but continued getting paychecks. Oh, so Milton's been let go, has he? No, no, well, we fixed the glitch. We prefer to let these things just work themselves out naturally. <laughs> Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey said in a tweet storm that his company is exploring the development of a decentralized standard for social media. He revealed the initiative dubbed Blue Sky. Ah, blue gray skies are gonna clear up. Stick out that noble chin. Dubbed Blue Sky in a long thread that attempted to explain Twitter's recent and controversial deplatforming. It's not controversial at all. He deserves it. Fuck it. See, we're the good guys controversial deplatforming of President Donald Trump and other conservative commentators. The move by Twitter on Blue Sky is one of several in the works by blockchain developers in the wake of the takedowns by social media services and providers like Amazon. The surprise is that Twitter would contribute to a concept that may lead to its own demise. Oh, you sweet, adorable, naive fucking idiot. <laughs> yes, that's what's happening. That's what Twitter is doing. Oh, you precious child. <laughs> is it, don't you just love it? They're so earnest, aren't they? They're so earnest and erstwhile. Uh, what's that fucking <laughs> They're just so, they're so lovable and innocent. You know, I'm really surprised 
You know, I think that the social media platforms need to be decentralized in the wake of all of these controversial takedowns of people like Donald Trump. So I'm very happy that Twitter is developing this new platform, which aims to use blockchain technology, which will give everybody a voice. Of course, it seems, I mean, it's amazing that Twitter would help develop something that would harm Twitter. Because that's how much they are committed to freedom. <laughs> They're so committed to freedom of expression on the internet, they will literally develop a system that will destroy themselves. Yes, of course they will. Yes. You're very, you're very observant. <laughs> Thank you for keeping the community safe. And just shout out to DLive. Thank you for protecting my audience from, you know, donating to things that are potentially harmful and offensive. You've, you've stopped them from doing that. So on behalf of my audience here on DLive, thank you for keeping us safe, DLive. Thank you for keeping my audience safe from me. <laughs> hey! Hey! Oh, they're so good. I'm so glad that everybody is just looking out for your interests, making sure that you're protected, making sure that you're safe, right? What would we do without them? I mean, it's not like you decided you know, via your own free will to purchase lemons so you could tip your favourite streamers online. That didn't happen. You were probably brainwashed into doing it. I suspect you were probably led astray by some far-right extremists that have been going around. So I, for one, couldn't be happier. Thank you for keeping us safe, D-Lo. Uh, we are trying to do our part. This is Jack Dorsey, by the way. We are trying to do our part by funding an initiative around an open, decentralised standard for social media. God, it's, it must be so easy. It must be so easy to be a rich person in today's world because everybody is so dumb. Look at, look at all he has to say is, we are funding an initiative to open decentralised standard for social media. And people, people like legitimately think, oh, wow, Jack Dorsey's going to open up the internet for everybody and even at the detriment of his own company. No, no, no. How do we explain this to you? Uh, what, what is it about Twitter in its current state that makes you believe, that leads you to the belief that they want more openness and more transparency? What is it exactly about Twitter that has you believing this? He continued, Twitter is funding a small independent team of up to five open source architects, engineers, and designers to develop an open and decentralized standard for social media. The goal is for Twitter to ultimately be a client of this standard. Do you see, what hap see what's happening here? When they say open and decentralized standard, as what is a standard? A standard is a rule, right? So in a digital sense, Twitter is hoping to create the new set of rules for all social media platforms. Thank you for keeping me safe. Dorsey likened the proposed new decentralized standard to Bitcoin, the digital currency, which is also decentralized. Dorsey called it, quote, a foundational internet technology that is not controlled or influenced by any single individual or entity this is what the internet wants to be, and over time, more of it will be. Can you believe this? Can you, can you believe this level of gaslighting? As, as thousands, as thousands and thousands of accounts are going, bye-bye, bye-bye, over the last week, 
at the same time, the company that is removing all of these people from its platform, at the same time as doing that, they are putting out statements saying that we actually want more people. We want more free speech. Unbelievable. Such balls. And like I said, it must be very easy to be a very rich person now because everybody just goes, okay, (laughs) that sounds like a good idea. Because somewhere over the last three or four decades, the people who were naturally averse to large corporations dominating everything and creating monopolies which crush uh, competition, somewhere over the last couple of decades, they all just decided, well, we're on the team now. We love the big players now. We're fans. Oh, my sugar in the uh, Trovo chat. Boogie on Trovo number one. Trovo number one. Boogie number one. Look at this. First episode streaming on Trovo and already we're on the front page. Hey, thank you for keeping us safe, (laughs) D-Live. Thank you for keeping me safe, D-Live. Thank you for protecting my audience from giving donations to me. You know, they don't know what's best for them. I'm so glad you're protecting them from giving their money. (laughs) He acknowledged that such a project would take time to build. We are in the process of interviewing and hiring folks, looking at both starting from a standard from scratch or contributing to something that already exists. Yes, Twitter, please take over existing platforms too. That'd be so much nicer. No matter the ultimate direction, we will do this work completely through public transparency. As you all know, Twitter known for its transparency. (laughs) They really, they really do treat you like mushrooms. Live in the dark and feed you shit. They really do. They really have no respect for you whatsoever. Yes. Twitter is going to help free the internet. Because, of course, that's exactly the kind of company that Twitter is. Uh, Incidentally, on another completely unrelated matter. On the topic... You know, if you're if you're a live streaming platform, for example, and you're taking advice from people who scream at Twitter about Nazis taking over everything, if you're taking advice from those people, I'm sure it has nothing to do with eliminating competition and everything to do like they just want you to be good. They want you to be happy. They want to be your friend. The big players in the tech space just want to be friends with all of the little companies. That's why the corporate media outlets pressure them and say things like, you're hosting far-right extremists who make money. Do something about it. They're, they're saying this to you because they want you to improve. They want to be your friend. And it absolutely has nothing to do with removing competition. Uh, completely unrelated story. Biden has ties to five major tech companies. <laughs> At least 14 people who President-elect Joe Biden has picked to serve either in his administration or to advise his transition, have worked for the big tech firms that cracked down earlier this week on President Donald Trump and a social media site popular with conservatives. Apple's top lobbyist was a chief advisor to the Biden transition team. A a former Facebook executive will serve as a staff director in the Biden White House. A former Twitter executive will serve as chief spokesman for the National Security Council under Biden. That's reassuring. Happy Hanukkah, my nigga. Thank you, Cardi. Uh, mucus Flembrain, three uh, with the donation, tip three bucks. Thank you very much, Mucus Flembrain. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll serve as chief. Current and former executives at those firms and two others. <laughs> Fucking hell, listen to this. 
current and former executives at those for, uh, firms and two others. Google is Amazon. So you got Microsoft, you got Apple, you got Google, and you got Amazon. That looks like MAGA to me. That spells MAGA. Fill out other positions in the incoming Biden administration or his transition team. Uh, Twitter permanently banned Trump over what it called violent rhetoric in the wake of riots at the US Capitol building. Trump supporters breached the Capitol building to protest a vote to confirm Joe Biden as president. I do find the impeachment proceedings a little confusing. YouTube suspends Trump days after Facebook and Twitter. So he can't he can't upload a face uh, YouTube video now. We have a call coming in. Yeah, if you want to call in and have your say, 646-583-2700. That number again, 646-583-2700. Are you there, caller? Oh, hey, what's up, uh, Boogie? How you doing? How you doing? Uh, this is uh, Sinister Charlie. Uh, hey, how you going, man? Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm, go- I- I'm going. You going? Uh, what's going on with you? What's going on with me? Just doing a show, just talking about things. Definitely not controversial things, though, because we wouldn't do that here. No, totally not. Uh, no. We don't want that kind of thing going no. on. We don't want that riffraff. Uh, yeah, yeah, around. but I, I told you I'd call in. Uh, yeah. So, hi. Hmm. Uh, Hello. Yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I, what I don't do, know where, what I, you got I to say? I usually don't call into shows, but I, I like you. I like your show. Thanks, man. Uh, I think you're doing a good job. I, I I like your shit. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it. It's always nice to hear. All right. Because usually I only hear negative stuff, so that's nice. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, these negative Nellies, they ah, do, no. do their ah, no. bunch, bunch of, of wet blankets, I tells you. Yeah, a bunch of jerk faces. If yeah. You tell me. I, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not one to insult people, but I'm very tempted to use the J word, jerk face. Yeah, you know? d- don't use it. I wouldn't. <laughs> These bunch of jerk faces. Yeah. No. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> anyway, no, I just wanted to say, hey, you're doing a good job. I love your show, man. Thanks, man. Uh, that's pretty much it, man. Uh, thanks no worries. Uh, for having me. You know, oh, thanks. Do, for... do the caller thing, man. That's really entertaining. Ah, good. Okay, excellent. Until until that right. gets banned, until they take my Skype away, that'll be the next. They they will. Yeah. They will. <laughs> they, ban, they they will ban it. Yeah. Right. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, we've got to keep people safe, right? All right. Them. Yes, uh, but I'm gonna go uh, have fun in New York. That's right, apparently the zip code. Apparently, yeah, uh, yeah. This area code. Yeah, I'm a New York local. <laughs> All right, man. All right, hey, thank you. Have so fun, much. dude. Will do. Thanks, mate. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen, Sinister Charlie, joining in. Thank you for sharing the show out. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for keeping us safe. YouTube suspends Trump days after Twitter and Facebook. Interesting, because if you were listening to the corporate media over the last week, and I, you know, I'm not crying tears, but here's the situation. If you were listening to the corporate media for the last week, you you could have sworn that Donald Trump is the most dangerous most powerful person on planet Earth, and he absolutely has to be removed. But I would just ask you, how can he be the most powerful and dangerous man on planet Earth if he can't even upload a YouTube video? Right? I mean, it's a genuine question. It's a genuine question. Because I know I know disabled children who can upload YouTube videos and nobody would ever accuse them of being the most powerful people on earth. Strange. Seems strange to me. 
I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure the whole thing happening with the lemons and whatnot, I'm sure it's just a glitch. I'm sure it's just a glitch. <laughs> thank you, Baked Alaska. And thank you, D-Live, for keeping the audience there. Thank you for keeping us there. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. I'll see you in hell. But don't worry, it's not all bad news. It's not all bad news. It's not like, it's not as if we're witnessing the death of freedom on the internet or anything like that. In a completely unrelated story, Google admits to removing local news content in, quote, experiment. Well, you know what I love most about Google is they're willing to improve their services by experimenting on us and doing psychological testing and experiments on private people. I thank them for looking after me and keeping me safe. Internet search giant Google has admitted that it has been intermittently blocking some Australian news sites from search users. It's just an experiment. Yeah, Woodchip TV. Woodchip TV, who's been very generous with with this channel, just came in. So I have to explain. So Woodchip, basically what's happened is at this point, anybody who's had an X tag on their channel, the ability to receive lemons from the audience has been removed. I haven't received any email. I haven't received, I've, I've put in like, you know, the standard thing. Hey, if you have an issue, get in touch with us. I've done all that. Haven't got a response. So it could be a glitch or it perhaps may have something to do with the New York Times and other outlets basically dry snitching and saying, hey, if you go to this channel, if you go to this platform called DLive, there's a whole bunch of right-wing extremists on there and they're getting donations from people. Shouldn't you put a stop to this? <laughs> but if you suggest that, that would be conspiracy theory. So I'm not going to dwell on it. Shit happens. We're used to this now. Google admits to removing local news content in experiment. I mean, that's <laughs> if you thought that was like, oh man, that's kind of screwy. Wait until you hear this story. So Google has it's admitted that it's been you know, randomly removing, randomly, quote unquote. I'm sure it's very random. <laughs> Fascist hippie, you've been a really bad boy, Boogie. I know. <laughs> Minister Fun Kimmy on Trovo. I don't even know what an X tag is. I heard the word, but that's it. That's if you're doing anything political or anything that could be deemed controversial, you're supposed to put an X tag on your channel. So it's like 18 and over, which I've had from the beginning. So. In recent days, internet users have reported Australian news sites disappearing from Google's search function with old content and links being displayed. The multinational technology giant said on Wednesday that it had been running, quote, experiments on searches for newspapers, uh, websites, including the Sydney Morning Herald, that had affected only a tiny number of users. It was just a few of you. It was only a few we were only randomly blocking access to news websites on the internet for a few of you. So what are you even getting all upset about? What do you even care for? It's just an experiment. <laughs> they really do have they really do have our best interests at heart, don't they? Quote, this is a quote from Google. We're currently running a few experiments that will reach about 1% of Google search users in Australia. Oh, good. So only probably like a million people. <laughs> it's a tiny amount. 
Users in Australia to measure the impacts of news businesses and Google search on each other. The project would end early next month, he said. It's a project. It's an experiment. We're just figuring out how to block access to certain news websites. Yeah, exactly. Fog in the chat. It was a goof, guys. Relax. We were just goofing around. <laughs> All right. You know, freedom on the internet, who needs it, really? As long as you still have freedom in real life, and I think, you know, the world is a dangerous place right now. There's a lot of competing ideologies and a lot of very dangerous people out there. You know, there's right-wing extremists, for example. And we have to do everything we possibly can to make sure that we nip their behaviour in the bud as soon as possible. I think you would all agree with that. You know, we're very reasonable here on The Daily Boogie. So... At least, you know, there's no freedom on the internet. You're not allowed to make money on the internet if you don't have the correct opinions. So, at least though, you know, this isn't going to affect you in real life. And when you think about the coronavirus, for example, yes, the vaccines are finally getting rolled out. Finally. We'll be able to get back to normal. Actually, no. No getting back to normal. Not in the foreseeable future anyway. But putting that to one side... <coughs> You know, coronavirus vaccines are rolling out. Everybody's going to be safe. Thank you for keeping me safe. And there's been a lot of talk about usage of the government apparatus and whatnot in order to roll out these vaccines. Well, I've got good news for you. The incoming president, Joe Biden, or as we like to call him, Joey B, ladies and gentlemen, has made an announcement. Apparently, you're going to feel so much safer after this. Breaking. Incoming Biden administration announces they will use FEMA and the National Guard to establish COVID vaccine sites across the country. Woo! Because nothing is going to put people's minds at ease like knowing that they have to go to the local FEMA camp in order to receive their manda uh, optional vaccine. <laughs> for keeping me safe, Mr. Biden. Biden said, and I quote, he pledged to get 100 million shots into arms in his first 100 days in office. A million people a day need to be vaccinated. You know, I was very apprehensive about the whole vaccine rollout. You know, I, I really want a government to keep me safe. Thank God the adults are in charge now, finally. But I was a little va uh, apprehensive about the whole vaccine rollout because I thought, how am I going to get this shot into my arm as quickly as possible? Well, I've got good news. Finally, Joe Biden has come out and said he's going to use the FEMA camps. You know, the FEMA camps, there's no kind of negative connotation with the FEMA camps whatsoever. It's just a really nice, serene, wonderful place where you can be protected. You can be protected behind barbed wire, incidentally, in the FEMA camps. I don't know if you know about this. They can keep out a lot of things at FEMA camps. You know, some some right-wing conspiracy theorists out there may tell you that uh, these particular camps and the way they're designed are very good for keeping people locked in. But of course, they would be an extremist. I mean, we joked on the show on Wednesday. Remember, remember on the show on Wednesday, I was like, well, we've got all these FEMA camps sitting around. We may as well use them. When the expert, the quote-unquote expert on MSNBC said, we need to start deprogramming Trump supporters. Do you remember that? On, on, you know, international corporate media. 
you know, how are we going to deprogram all of these Trump people? They're mostly white and Republican. How are we going to deprogram these white people? How are we going to get them to think the correct things? And I said, well, we've got all these FEMA camps sitting around. Why don't we use them? (laughs) Taxpayers are already paying for them. They're just sitting there. So Joe Biden is obviously a big fan of this show. Hi, Joe. Hi, Mr. President-elect. Joe is obviously a big fan of this program, and he thought, you know what? This fucking Australian, he's onto something. How about the vaccine sites? How about we get 100 million assholes lined up out the front of FEMA camps as soon as possible? Nobody could have any issue with this. (laughs) Isn't it good? Very cool. Thank you for keeping us safe, Joe Biden. I appreciate it. I want to show you this clip because, look, as the vaccines come out, as, you know, doing the correct thing like using FEMA camps in order to get people vaccinated as quickly as possible, 100 million people in the first 100 days. Sounds good to me. But in the light of this, you know, in this environment, unfortunately, you're going to have a lot of people who come sniffing around, you know, various corners of the internet. I like to call them right-wing conspiracy nuts. They're going to be everywhere. And there's going to be all of these awful conspiracy people who say things about vaccines and FEMA camps and all of the usual garbage that you have to put up with. I mean, if we could just preemptively remove lemons from them, that would be fantastic. We could do that. Is there any way to prevent them from uh, receiving donations from their audience? Can we do that, please? D-Live? Thank you for keeping me safe. So how do we deal with these people? How do we put them in their place? Well, SE Cup, the lovely SE Cup, Cuppy Wup, on CNN, brought on uh, you know another panel of experts. We've got a lot of experts these days, which is very reassuring. She brought on another panel of experts from her bedroom or wherever the hell she does her show from now with the, uh, I guess, their bison on the wall there, showing off, potentially showing off her Indian roots, I suspect. Uh, S.E. Cup, with this little conversation, entitled, quote, and I'm not making this up, we can't let the anti-vaxxers win. So you know it's going to be good. Let's have a look. Huge sigh of relief as we watched planes and trucks carry the first batches of vaccines to distribution centers all over the country. We saw frontline health officials at hospitals Mm -hmm. get their own vaccine shots. Yes, and And you definitely didn't see anybody with what right-wing extremists would deem crippling side effects. You didn't see that. That never happened. You know, there's a lot of rumours out there that some people have suffered some things like, say, Bell's palsy, for example. Another debilitating side effects. But that that is, of course, all conspiracy theory. That doesn't really happen. It's not true. Of course. And doctors and health experts extol the virtues of the new vaccine. Help. <laughs> Kimmy, Minister of Fun Kimmy in the chat in Trovo and uh, Monica, stop predicting the future for fuck's sake. Uh, Boogie, just stop with the rosy predictions. <laughs> What, you got a problem with my predictions? What do you think? What do you, what do you think? I'm predicting things that will turn out negative in the future? Like, Are you disappointed? Okay, let me, you know what? You're right. 
let's let's adjust this whole program. Let's adjust the way this is going. Let me start again. Okay, you ready? Start the intro again. I'll tell you what, we'll do it this way. We'll go back to this screen. We'll start our intro song one more time. Okay, and all right, so let's start again. I'm not going to be negative anymore. There's no reason to X tag me. It's going to be nice and positive. Okay, you ready for this? Let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. It's Friday night, and everything is going according to plan. Yes, thank you for joining us here on D-Live. Here on this show, we're going to tell you about all the ways in which you are winning, folks. We're winning. Don't worry. There are lawyers out there who have evidence... The evidence cannot be denied. We have men on the inside. There's indictments coming. Donald Trump is in control. The Patriots are winning. There's no stopping what's coming. The storm is upon us. We are absolutely winning, guys. Don't worry about it. Vaccines are brilliant. The the military is handing them out. Google is MAGA. Microsoft, Amazon, Google, and and Apple. Google is MAGA. We're rolling the vaccines out with the military. We're winning, guys. What is this going to be? So, coming up on the show later tonight, nothing controversial. We're going to be watching some cat videos. We're going to be talking about how wonderfully progressive Joe Biden is. And we're going to be celebrating Kamala Harris because she has a vagina. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. Progressive women of color unite here on The Daily Boogie. (laughs) Don't worry, we're winning, guys. Now, where the hell were we? Yes, we can't let the anti-vaxxers win. Let's continue with SE Cup. It's finally on the way. But we're not out of the woods yet, not even close. The bulk of Americans won't get the vaccine for months after the first two phases of Uh distribution are completed. A bulk of Americans won't get the vaccine for months. Maybe we should preemptively put them into the FEMA camps. You know, if we could get everybody into the FEMA camps before we start rolling out the vaccine... That's probably the best way to go about it. Because wouldn't it be easier than trying to track them down? Tell you what, why don't we come up with some kind of a list system? So if people don't register to take the vaccine, because obviously they want all the old people to die and they're right-wing extremists who don't trust the science. What if people who don't register to take the vaccine, what if we could put them on some kind of a list perhaps? You know, just to keep people safe. And then we can say to the people who are on this list, listen, thank you for informing us that you're not prepared to get the vaccine. Uh, We are serving cake, cookies and Pepsi at your local FEMA camp. Why don't you go in there, grab yourself a nice piece of cake, a little chocolate cake, a couple of little cookies and a free glass of Pepsi. And then we'll lock the door behind you. Not because we're locking you in, but because we're keeping the extremists out. We only want the good people in the FEMA camp. And then we'll be able to keep you there. And on an unrelated topic, by the way, we're going to be dispatching a whole bunch of vaccines to the FEMA camps. Right, because we're keeping people safe. And they should be safe in there with the safe people who are not right-wing extremists and science deniers like you. I mean, we're onto something here, right? We're all about saving money here on this channel. Let's continue. 
We're, we're all about saving money, which is why it's a good thing that you can no longer tip this channel on DLive. Thank you, DLive, for keeping my audience safe. <laughs> Continue. Perhaps even more alarmingly, many um, will refuse to get it. Yes. With reasons varying from general skepticism yeah. to conspiracy theories. Yes. Now, now we do have to remind SE Cup here because... This is very dangerous for SE Cup because you remember a few weeks ago we discovered the truth of people's skepticism of the vaccines. Now, if you're a black person in the United States, <coughs> you're not if you're a black person in the United States and you have skepticism for the vaccine, just remember because we, we read the articles, we watched the clips on this show. There are two different determinations here. If you're a black person or a person, let's just expand it out to say non-white. Okay, let's be safe here. Let's put, let's, we, we want to be inclusive. So we want to be inclusive of everyone except the white people, obviously. So if you're a non-white person and you're skeptical of vaccines, that's, that's referred to as vaccine hesitancy. Okay. Now that's something, remember the articles, vaccine hesitancy needs to be addressed, you know, in a very nice and rational way. And you have a right to be hesitant because the government has always hated you. Right? So you absolutely have a right to be skeptical about the vaccines. You're a person of colour. This is your duty. This is your right. It's up to us to convince you. Now, if you're a white person, on the other hand, that's not called that uh, vaccine hesitancy. That's called anti-vax conspiracy theory. You see how this works? Yes, that's true. Jennifer Briggs in the chat. We actually prefer black and brown people here on this channel, Boogie. You friggin' bigot. Uh, you're right. I stand corrected. So if you're a white person, that's called conspiracy theory, right-wing extremism, science denial. If you're a non-white person and you're skeptical of the vaccine, that's called vaccine hesitancy, which is totally valid and fair. I just want to keep you updated on the new definitions that we live with here. So sorry, SE Cup. I just thought I needed to correct you there, sweetheart. Let's go. Let's, let's try again. Phases of distribution are uh, completed. Yes. And perhaps even more alarmingly, Many will refuse to get it, with reasons varying from Very general alarming. skepticism to conspiracy theories. I want you to pay special attention to this too. I've I've beginning I've be, I'm beginning to notice this on a lot of these uh, corporate media shows where they're now basically doing live streams from their home. Essie Cup now has the music background, the music bed behind. Like, see, I have music bed behind me, like this. It's just always going. Because I like to, you know, flick the volume up at certain times and put it down at certain times because I like to create that kind of, uh, you know, audio environment for you. Because most of my audience is just listening, right, on podcast. And I've always been a radio guy, not a TV guy. So, you know, if I want to say something of particular, if we're having a chat and having a laugh, the music might go up like this. But if I want to say something that's very important, I might take the music all the way down only to fool you with sarcasm, right? That's just a thing I like to do. It's the way I like to play this game. <clears throat> but I've noticed now all of these CNN shows and MSNBC shows, they're now starting to put the music in the background like they are a YouTube streamer. And it's like, no, no, no you cannot, you have, a, you have billions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> these fucking international corporations which are funded in large part by large pharmaceutical companies and foreign governments and government contracts, right? Where all their advertising dollars come from. 
They have millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars in their budget. And they're toying with this idea like, hey, maybe if we make it look really poor, maybe if we make it look really cheap, like all of those broke people on the internet, maybe they'll start watching us again. It's fucking adorable. Hey, Wedge. <laughs> Hi, I'm S.E. Cup from CNN. And I'm just a regular streamer on the internet, just like you. <laughs> She's just like one of us. She's just a regular streamer on the internet. I wonder if she can get lemons. <laughs> Isn't it cute? They're all doing it now. So now that I've mentioned it, keep an ear out. Whenever you see like a setting like this on one of the corporate media stations, where, you know, she's streaming from a fucking bedroom or wherever she is, a study in her house, just pay attention. They're probably playing like a little bit of a music bed behind them because they're trying to emulate what's working. They're trying to emulate the popular people on the internet. They know television news is dying, so they're trying to just pretend like, hey, where are you guys? <laughs> she's better. <laughs> Carry on. Watched planes and trucks carry the first batches of vaccines to distribution centers all over the country. We saw frontline health officials at hospitals get their own vaccine shots, and doctors and health experts extol the virtues of the new vaccine. Yes. Help is finally on the way. Hang but we're not on. in the woods yet, not even. Help's on its way. I'll be there as fast as I can. Thank you for keeping me safe. Close. The bulk of Americans won't get the vaccine oh, for months oh. after the first two phases of distribution mm. are completed. And perhaps even more alarmingly, many will refuse to get it, mm. with reasons varying from general skepticism right -wing to conspiracy theories. Yes. Okay, this week, Dr. Kent Sebkowitz, deputy physician in chief of Memorial Sloan Kettering okay. and professor at Weill Cornell Medical College, writes our op-ed at CNN Opinion and I talked to him and Tom Nichols, author of Our Own Worst Enemy, to find out what comes next for America and the vaccine. Yeah. Welcome. Tell us. Great. Very natural live stream here from Essie Cup. Dr. Sebkowitz, you really put the precariousness of the next few months mm -hmm. in stark relief in your piece. Yes. You write, we are about to roll out a completely unprecedented national program yeah. involving every last citizen yeah. with no... Well, not, not you, though. The previous president had a lot to do with it, so it's probably racist vaccine. How do we know that this vaccine isn't going to turn everybody into a right-wing lunatic? Really? Can we be that safe? Can we be certain? I mean... I know I don't have the correct skin colour to refer to this as vaccine hesitancy. I know that by virtue of my genetic code that I must be a conspiracy theorist. I'm a, I must be an anti-vaxxer, obviously. However, I do feel the need to, you know, just bring it up. I mean, if the vaccine was so good, why would Donald Trump be talking about it? Honestly, everything he does is bad. Maybe he's going to turn everybody into a Nazi, have you considered that? We need to get those FEMA camps opened as soon as possible, as quickly as possible. Promise that things will work out as intended. Yeah. Explain what you mean. Sure. Sure. First of all, I want to say that this is a thrilling. <laughs> the, the music in the background is the same that we played the other day. I when you're when you're lining up at a FEMA camp, and you're about to get vaccinated, I want you to do something for me. I want you to imagine 
that you can breathe through your pussy. Moment. People who have been around vaccines for a while always worry a lot about two two things, really. One is that um, there are always going to be side effects. Mm. Uh that are unanticipated. People want to... Is, is jaundice a side effect? I mean, look at that complexion. It's got the complexion of yellow mustard. I wonder I wonder how many late night, you know, shandies and chardonnays have been pumped through that fucking liver. Woo. Do we have a vaccine for that? That are unanticipated. People want to think it's sinister. And we're going to have to be very even-handed about how we deal with it. Yes. Uh, the second thing is the the social uh, context that this is happening yes. in. Yes. The political context that yes. this is happening in. Hopefully, this will not become yet another tug of war between uh, different ideologies, and mm. we can all celebrate. celebrate. But I don't think so. Tom, um- should we should celebrate. See how they've now become the party of, you know, you have to, you absolutely have to let the government pump you full of this stuff. They're the ones that are making it ideological. I suspect there are a whole bunch of hippies out there who would never dream about voting for the Republican Party who are also, I guess you would have to call them now, right-wing, anti-vax, science-denying extremists. You know, the people who grow like organic gardens and shit, who do yoga, perhaps who may not trust the government to roll out, you know, a rushed vaccine and force it into their veins. You know, there's a whole people a whole bunch of people who would never dream of voting Republican who live like that. It's time for them to celebrate. Don't worry, sweetheart. Hey, are you a hairy armpitted hippie who believes in growing your own vegetables? I've got good news. You're about to be sharing a bunk with a right-wing extremist at your local FEMA camp. <laughs> but only until you take the vaccine. As soon as you take the vaccine, we'll give you a freedom pass and you'll be allowed to go back to your organic garden. Of course, we are going to have to replace the seeds in your organic garden with these non-renewable products from Monsanto. That's... Which is totally fine. It's totally safe. Don't worry. As you're well aware, our rejection of expertise uh, has helped bring... Bring us to where we are today. 300,000 dead Americans, uh-huh. a president who refuses to mask up, nearly 40% of Americans saying they probably... <laughs> it's such an obvious point, but it's worth repeating because there are still people out there who use this line. Have a listen again. Bring us to where we are today. 300,000 dead Americans, a president who refuses to mask up. Yes, the president refuses to mask up. There are cities where everybody is masking up, where everybody is social distancing, and there are still 300,000 people dead. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Oh, that's Donald Trump's fault. I mean, in the cities where there are very, very, very strict restrictions on people, like they have to wear a mask, they have to wear a mask as soon as they wake up in the fucking morning, basically. They're not allowed to go into cafes, they're not allowed to stand two abreast on the street, right? There's a whole bunch of rules governing how people can socially interact now in various cities. And these cities are reporting, oh, we have these cases, we have these many cases, we have these many cases. But no, the president refuses to wear a mask. That's why 300,000 people are dead. (laughs) 
And my favourite part is, these are the people who will accuse you of being a science denier. Oh, isn't it fucking gorgeous? Don't you love living in 2021? Why even bother anymore? I don't even bother to have arguments with people about this shit anymore. If somebody says something like when they're obviously trying to start an argument, well, what do you think about the new rules? I say, I, I, literally, I literally say to people now, whatever you think. And they go, huh? And I say, well, whatever you think, I agree with that. I don't care. <laughs> and they go, but really? I thought you have a lot of strong opinions and stuff. I'm like, yeah, but not to you. What's the point in arguing with you about it? You, 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 you're blaming one man for not we- you're blaming one man not wearing a mask for 300,000 people dying in the cities where everybody is wearing a mask you're a fucking idiot <laughs> why would I why would I try to convince you of something why would I try to explain the logical dead end that your argument is driving headfirst into like a truck careening out of control why why would I try to explain it to you you're a fucking moron <laughs> simple like, nothing personal, man. It's just I don't have time to waste on you. I'm sorry. I'm just going to continue doing my thing here. But this is great. You know how we've often spoken on this show about why do they feel the need to treat everybody like children? Right? That's, that's a common thread. It's not just on this program, but a whole bunch of programs. The question is always coming up. Why are they always treating everybody like children? Have a fucking listen to this guy. You're going to love this. Nearly 40% of Americans saying they probably won't get the vaccine, according to Pew. Conspiracy theorists elected to Congress. <laughs> How do you square that the people yep. who are most likely to demand we <clears throat> reopen the economy yeah. maybe earlier than we should uh. are also the least likely to want to get this vaccine? Mm. I think sometimes the easiest way to understand... Uh... <laughs> you... you... Mm. You have to pause it like every 10 seconds. So think about this timeline, right? We we had months and months and months of, hey, the vaccine is the only way to get back to normal. If you want to get back to normal, you're going to have to take the vaccine. And I'm not, if you're new to this channel, hello to our friends on Trovo, by the way. Thank you for having us on Trovo. Thank you for keeping us safe, DLive. I want to thank DLive for protecting my audience from giving me tips during the show because without that I'd never I never would have thought to seek out another platform anyway. So thank you for protecting my audience D Live. Much appreciated. <laughs> so you had months and months and months. I'm not even an anti-vax guy, okay? But I am anti I, I'm anti-gaslighting. I'm anti-shitty media. I'm anti-people not having a choice. I'm anti the removal of basic human rights. I, th- these days, I likely, it's amazing, but these days, I likely have more in common with the hairy armpitted hippies who want to grow organic gardens than I do with anything that's ultra conservative. But the great irony of 2021 is myself and the hippie are now right wing extremists, and the ultra conservatives, they're the good guys. Figure that out. Myself and the hippie, we're now we're now the right wing extremists. <laughs> at, hey, at least we'll get to share a bunk in the in the FEMA camp. Although I'm taking, I'm definitely taking the top bunk because you know hippies very smelly, very smelly individuals. So we'll be able to grow our organic gardens in the FEMA camp, I'm sure, with the Monsanto products though. 
So I have more in, I have more in common with them than anything else. Likely to want to get this vaccine. I Congress, how do you square that the people who are most likely to demand we <clears throat> reopen the economy maybe earlier than we should mm -hmm. are also the least likely to want to get this vaccine? Yes. I think sometimes the easiest way to understand um, people who hold those paradoxical views is to think of them like, like toddlers. There you have it. According to the experts, if you believe that the, according to the experts, first of all, they think that wanting the economy to be fully open and not wanting to take a vaccine, they think these two things are mutually exclusive. Like that's not possible. No, no, no. You have to have the vaccine if you want. If you want the economy economy to be open, you have to be pro-vaccine. That's what they they these people fucking believe. They believe that's a paradoxical view. But going back to my early point, right? They believe that's a that you've been told for months and months and months. The only way to get back to normal is to get the vaccine. Get the vaccine if you want to go back to normal. Hey, if you want to get back to normal, you're going to have to have the vaccine, right? And then about a month ago, the story started to change. The story then became, hey, there's a whole... We read the fucking article on this program. What was, what was it? Washington Post, New York Times. It was one of the twins. We read it on this program and it said, you know, hey... There's a lot of there's a lot of misinformation out there. People have this false belief that if they take the vaccine, they're going to be allowed to get back to normal. That's false. That's not true. We've never said that. Right? Hey, take the for months, take the vaccine if you want to get back to normal. And then all of a sudden they switch on a fucking dime and they say, "Hey, just because you're getting the vaccine doesn't mean you can go back to normal. What are you some kind of lunatic?" What are you, some kind of science-denying extremist? What the hell gave you that idea? <laughs> Just pissing in your face. And now, fuck me dead, we tune into Essie Cup and the story has changed again. And now we're back to saying, oh, if you want the, econom uh, the economy to open, you have to be pro-vaccine. We need to vaccinate everyone. If you're a little bit sceptical about the vaccine, then you have no right to demand the right to open your own fucking business anymore. Thank you for keeping me safe. And then on top of that, because remember, they're looking for solutions on how to convince people, right? She's, she's asking these experts, how do we make sure that we get all of these crazy whack jobs to go along with the vaccine? First of all, you've been gaslighting them for the last six months, telling them one story, and then you just fucking completely changed your mind at the last minute and go, oh, well, by the way, this isn't going to change anything. So maybe stop doing that for a start. But if that's too difficult, if it's too hard to stop gaslighting people, then maybe we need to come up with some other solution. And the other solution that they come up with, the expert is, treat them like toddlers. Treat them like babies. <laughs> Have a listen. Least likely to want to get this vaccine. Yep. I think sometimes the easiest way to understand um, people who hold those paradoxical views is to think of them like, like toddlers. <laughs> Think of them like toddlers.
uh, excuse me, Essie Cup, I have an article here that was reported on CNN that suggested that the vaccine has some very debilitating side effects for certain people. It has been rushed through in record speed, much faster than any other vaccine has been rolled out. Apparently, FEMA camps are going to be used to administer the vaccine, and it's not going to uh, allow us to get back to normal. Like, we're still going to have to social distance and wear face masks. Uh, do you have any comment to address these concerns? Yes. What are you, a fucking baby? What are you, a toddler? Just take the vaccine and shut up, toddler. Oh, is, ba- is little baby afraid of the vaccine? Hmm? Oh, look at the stupid little baby. He's denying science. Oh. Look at the stupid little toddler. Doesn't understand that we are trying to protect him. Oh, Gucci Gucci Goo. <laughs> Isn't it great? One more time. And we <clears throat> reopen the economy maybe earlier than we should are also the least likely to want to get this vaccine. I think sometimes the easiest way to understand um, people who hold those paradoxical views is to think of them like like toddlers um, who want what they want. They want it immediately. They don't want to be told that there's any problem with wanting what they want. <laughs> and yet they want to do, they want to live their lives the way they want to live them. They want to live their lives the way they want to live them. <laughs> Wow. So they're they're simultaneously right-wing extremists and conspiracy theorists and little stupid babies who don't know what they want. (laughs) Hey! You know, what I love most about the experts is that they know what's best for us. I'm so happy that the experts are out there treating me like a toddler because I'm too stupid to know for myself what I want. I've been told, I've been told that I have a paradoxical view that I am both pro-opening the economy and against forcing people to vaccine. I've been told that I cannot have these views at the same time, whilst I'm also being told that we need the vaccine in order to be able to open up the economy, and I'm also being told that the vaccine is not going to allow us to open up the economy. I'm being told all these things at once. And this is making me a little vaccine hesitant. Although, because I'm a white person, it's making me an anti-vax extremist. So, I'm so glad that the experts are treating me like a toddler in order to explain this to me in a way that makes sense. I.e., shut up and do what you're told, kid. Thank you for keeping me safe, CNN. Isn't it wonderful? All right. With that... We're going to take a quick five-minute break. And when we return, so much more to get through. I might just do some fun stuff after the break. It is Friday. Uh, the internet is banning everybody. Why, not, why don't we just fuck around and have fun when we come back? So stick around. You're on the Friday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. See you soon. Ian Michael, Glass Art, head of the British Garage Door Repairers and Glassmakers Association, Lord Clarence Cobblepot. Well, I, I truly have uh, no uh, hesitations. It's just uh, Ian Michael is a visionary, uh, possibly the most uh, 
wonderful, talented glassmaker we've ever seen you know, of this generation. Uh, I recommend him to all of our, our, our service members and all of our, our union members who require only the best in quality. Ian Michael Glass Art. Not just dildos and butt plugs. Do you suffer from mass hysteria? Not knowing whether to wear a mask or not. Do you suffer from paranoia, constantly in fear of Karens? Do you suffer from anti-laughism, the inability to laugh and smile no matter what happens to you? Well... It's Charles Worthington here with Charles Money Live! Where you can have a chahootenanny of a good time. We have everything from current events to a chasource of McCarens, where these chicans just be going chug-crazy! It's off the hinge. We got Karens going chuk-crazy over french fries. We even have Karens that think they have the force. It's insane over here at Chamonix Live. So I appreciate you. Come on down. We got the phone lines. They're always open. We'd love to have you. Side effects may include dizziness, lack of oxygen due to hysterical laughing, instant ability to shield off Karens to come within six feet of your decision, expansion of the mind due to the overload of factual information, not fake news, confidence of the lack of bullshit in your life, and the instant ability to become based. For instant help with any of these symptoms, please contact the trauma and outline immediately or seek your closest woke friend who may be able to calm you during your time of transition from sleep to awake. Mr. Mueller, rather than purely relying on the evidence provided by witnesses and documents, I, I think you relied a lot on media. I'd like to know how many times you cited the Washington Post in your report. How many times I what? Cited the Washington Post. <laughs> how many times I what? Mr. Mueller, I'd like to know how many times you cited the Washington Post in your report. Sorry, would I like some toast? No, no, no. How many times did you cite the Washington Post? I'm sorry, at the party, am I a good host? I'm a very good host. No, no, Mr. Muller. How many times, yes, did you cite, yes, yes, the Washington Post? The Washington Post. I, well, I don't know the Washington Post, but I've heard good things about him. There's always lots of hors d'oeuvres. You know, I, I, I remember back when I was a younger man. A younger man, we, we, would host, we would host many soirees. Of course, back then. Of course, back then. Uh, I, was, I was quite debonair. I was a big, big fan with the ladies. The ladies very much enjoyed my company. And uh, myself and the Washington Post would get around town, make, make tremendous friends. And then, of course, I would always be up at the crack of dawn the next day to get the daily news. Because, as you know, in those days, they didn't bring the newspaper to your front door. You would have to go down, to, go down the road to get it yourself. And I would always make sure that I had a sixpence in my pocket to ride the trolley. <laughs> no, Mr. Mullock, how many times did you cite the Washington Post? Oh, the Washington Post, yes. Well, it was a tremendous paper. I remember back in the early days, you could purchase the Washington Post, a cup of coffee, and ride the trolley, all for around four cents. Those were it was a tremendous time to be alive. Post in your report. I do not have knowledge of that yeah. figure, but I, I well, that's I, it. I don't have knowledge of that figure. I counted about sixty times. How many times did you cite the New York Times? I counted. Yeah, I have no idea. 
I counted about. I, I have no idea because I didn't write the fucking thing. Subscribe to the Daily Boogie podcast. It's what Granddad would want. Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More right on. This world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Friday night, we're winding it down. Winding down another big week here in Daily Boogie World. Don't forget to follow some of our friends later on tonight. Uh, Real Person BLTCS will be live with the Pirate Radio. Uh, don't forget Joy of Pessy, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody's favourite lover of French women, Mersh. Uh, tip of the hat to JJ Stoner. Sunday Night Shit Show, Major Tom, the Big Empty. Everybody creating Trovo accounts now. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, no. Thank you for keeping my audience safe, D-Live. Everybody's creating Trovo accounts now, so if you want to follow us on Trovo... You'd be doing me. You'd be doing me a massive help. Uh, you know, if you still want to watch on D Live or you want to watch on YouTube, Periscope incidentally is going to be wound up uh, within the next two months, which is a little bit sad because I started on Periscope, but it did become a fucking cesspit. <laughs> uh, incidentally, the reason why I left Periscope, the reason why, the 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 pretty much the only reason why I left Periscope was because um, people were donating to the show uh, super hearts on Periscope. And I wasn't able to access the thing. It, it, it's not just—it's not just about oh, I need to get the money. The, the whole—the only reason I like started a Patreon was because I had people like angrily telling me that they wanted to like tip the show because they liked what I did. Before that, I didn't do any of this. I didn't take any tips because I was always like, yeah, what are you tipping my show for? It's fucking shit. Go tip someone else. And people would say like, no, no, this is right. So people were uh, tipping the stream on Periscope. And I had like this big account there and I'm, I couldn't access it. And so I got in touch with Periscope and I'm like, hey, I just want to know. And, and same, very similar story. I was a verified uh, publisher on fucking Periscope as well for like 12 months. Believe it or not. So I had a verified badge and everything on Periscope and I got in touch with the Periscope. Because when you're a verified, you can get like access to developers a little bit easier and stuff on Periscope. They have their own portal, like backstage kind of portal thing. And so I got in touch with them and I said, hey, I just want to know why I'm not able to access the Superhearts program when I'm a verified partner. And the, the reply that I got, I, I, I shit you not, the reply that I got was, 
you bring up a good point, we'll raise it at the next team meeting. (laughs) Right? And so I was like, well, fuck this. So I tried to refund the uh, super hearts that people had given me over time. I wasn't allowed to refund them either because I wasn't part of the super hearts program. So I, I didn't have the option to refund it. They were just sitting there in the ether. I guess being collected by the platform. So people were taking, like, you know, taking their money and attempting to tip me with it, which is very generous. And I appreciate every, you know, every tip, every donation. It's fine. I was doing it for years without taking any tips and stuff. But of course, I appreciate it. It's very generous. And people like to, you know, if they like what you do, they reward you. So it's digital. I always, I refer to live streaming as digital busking. You know, I'm I'm out here on a on a street corner digitally, and there's all there's all these buskers lined up. Let's call it Buskers Row, and everybody's doing their little performance. And if you're walking down this internet alleyway, and you come past the Daily Boogie, you come past Boogie Bumper, and you like what I'm doing, you know, flick a quarter into the hat, right? That's basically what we're doing here. There's no obligation. You don't have to. If you like what we do, fucking yeah, throw a tip in the jar. It's just commonplace, right? So. People were throwing tips in the jar, but somebody was putting their hand over the jar when I was trying to get the tips out. And I said, well, why aren't I allowed to, you know, people are donating to my stream. I can't accept the money and I can't refund it either. So it was after that. So after that, you know, correspondence, I deleted all of my previous shows on Periscope and I came over to DLive and I asked them, hey, are we going to have the same problem here? And they said, absolutely not. I'm like, okay, sweet. So I'm like, everybody come to DLive. They're, They're sweet. They're treating us well here. And then fuck me dead. <laughs> Wake up today. But hey, like I said, uh, we're used we're used to this now. We're used to this treatment. So I feel bad for you in the chat, like Amberlina's husband in the chat. <laughs> How could you do this to me? I'm technolo- uh, technologically challenged. So let's blow this joint and go to Trovo and fresh start. I'm sorry if you if you purchase diamonds and lemons on D Live to, uh, you know, tip me with it. I'm sorry. There's it looks like you're not allowed to. You should thank you should thank them for keeping you safe, though. Thank you for protecting them. But again, it's probably just a glitch. I suspect it's just a glitch. JJ Stoner's over on uh, Trovo Live. Follow JJ Trovo. Now I'm going to have to learn a whole new spiel, aren't I? JJ, have you got your recorder ready? I'll turn the I'll turn the music off, right? Trovo.live slash JJ Stoner. There you go. There's a little there's a little soundbite for JJ, my brother in arms over there, who doesn't even do political content. <laughs> you know. Oh. It's just we just have to get uh, used to it. Thank you for keeping my audience safe, D-Live. They know, forgive them fathers, they know not what they do. Alright, let's have a little fun here. I'm, I'm go- I've got two options for a video for you to watch, but first I do want to touch on this since we are talking about cancelling and whatnot. Marvel facing calls to cancel Punisher after his logo was used by some Capital Riders. <laughs> please, 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 please let this happen. I'm saying that unironically. I 100% want this to happen. I want Marvel Pictures, the global behemoth that is Marvel Pictures. I want them to cancel 
one of their most profitable, most loved characters because some fucking morons on Twitter saw the same logo on a live stream. Please cancel it. Please cancel Punisher. Let's make it official. And this is just a little tip. This is just a little tip if you're a if you're a platform that hosts live streamers, for example, and you're feeling a little bit of pressure from people who have no interest whatsoever in whether or not your platform succeeds, but are actually doing things for political reasons and perhaps to remove competition. Here's a little tip for you. When you start going down this route, here's a here's a tip. It never ends. It never ends. Because I would hate, for example, I would hate one of the very clean, very nice, very normal streams on a live streaming platform. What happens if one day a model citizen who just happens to be playing, like, say, let's say the Marvel video game? And what happens if they're sitting there on their live stream in a Punisher shirt, which is readily available from any reputable store? And they might just be sitting there with the Punisher merchandise on full display. Now, imagine if that particular person was reported by these unhinged lunatics on social media who want to ban everything, cancel everything, and, you know, threaten platforms for harboring far-right extremists. What if that person was reported by these people for being a far-right extremist just because they're wearing a Punisher shirt? You, by virtue of capitulating to this kind of pressure, would then be forced to do what they want. And you wouldn't have a choice, you see, because if you now don't capitulate after every single request, you will be put in the same category as the far-right extremists. And once you're put in that position where you have to capitulate to every single request, it only ends with your company going kaput. That's the only way it ends. You're not going to do everything that people who don't contribute to your platform say and survive because they don't care if you're around or not. It's not about you. They're not trying to be your friend. They're not trying to help your business. They're not trying to make you successful. They're trying to attack other people. You're just, you just happen to be in the crossfire. So if you bend over and say, well, okay, let's do what they say. It, trust me, we've seen this happen a million times before with other companies. Once you start down that path, there is no stopping it, and it only ends when your platform dies. And then, like locusts, they move on to the next platform, and they eat up all the resources there, and then they move on to the next platform, and the next one, and the next one, until there is only YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. That's how this ends. That's how this works. So, but don't take my advice. Thank you for keeping me safe, by the way. In a world where Spider-Man and Batman movies are in active production, it's Frank Castle that's managing to dominate the news cycle for a reason many not expect to see in 2021. Last Wednesday, insurrectionists stormed the United States Capitol in a domestic terrorist incident as members of Congress attempted to count the electoral votes to certify former Vice President Joe Biden as the next President of the United States of America. There's also another point that I need to raise here. Have you ever noticed, did you ever think that, uh, see, this is from a website called comicbook.com. Do you remember how we've done the shows previously about there are certain people in Western civilization who want every single topic to be about politics, right? 
We've spoken about it. They want politics infused, not only in politics, but in sports, in music, in movies, in popular culture, in comic books, in video games. There's a reason for this. It's not because they are afraid of right-wing extremists. It's not because they're afraid of other people, right? It's not because they're being marginalised. It's about dominating the space. It's about making sure you are the only political opinion that's being it. That's why they want to infest every single artery that we have, be it sports or movies or culture or comic books or whatever it is. So their particular political angle can be dominant across all spheres. We know this. And you might be someone, you might be someone who says, but I don't want to talk about politics. I want to talk about comic books. Too bad. They will inject politics into your comic book discussion. Because they believe that politics needs to be all pervasive all the time, at every level. So, here we are on comicbook.com talking about the, the electoral college votes being certified to enact Joe Biden as the next president. Why, why should any article on comicbook.com even reference the presidential election? That's why people make these demands. After many of those insurrectionists, the article continues, were spotted donning apparel that included the logo of Marvel's The Punisher, fans are now wondering if the House of Ideas should cancel the character for good. <laughs> yes, 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 you, you read that correctly. According to this article, fans of The Punisher now think that The Punisher needs to be cancelled because some fucking idiot on a live stream somewhere who has nothing to do with them and nothing to do with the Punisher was wearing the shirt while stuff happened. You're so smart. You know, if you perpetuate this kind of environment, I'm sure that it will never come back to haunt you. I'm sure that this is always going to work out in your favour. Thank you for keeping me safe. Thank you for keeping me safe from the Punisher merchandise. <laughs> you know, the only way that we're going to stop future right-wing extremists from trying to conduct an insurrection to take over the government of the most powerful country on earth is if we ban this comic book character. Yay! Finally, they banned the Punisher. Now everybody is safe from the fascists again. Imagine believing these things. Imagine legitimately believing that if the Punisher is cancelled from Marvel, then <laughs> that you're saving people. The hell is wrong with you? <laughs> now, throughout social media, fans of the character and fans of Marvel in general are calling on the publisher not only to address the issues at hand, but potentially retire the character from future stories. Again, because some idiots on a live stream at the Capitol were wearing a Punisher shirts. That's enough to cancel the Punisher. These people are unhinged lunatics. And I mean, 
If we keep capitulating to the unhinged lunatics, we will all eventually become unhinged lunatics because now we're just repeating what the unhinged lunatics want. Do you see how this works? If you're too afraid to not agree with unhinged lunatics, you are effectively one of them yourself. Because who would know? Who would know that you don't agree with them if you don't ever disagree? Castle first debuted in an issue of The Amazing Spider-Man in 1974 as a gun-toting villain. Since then, however, he's been transformed into an anti-hero, even though he uses his massive arsenal to mow down criminals in the storm of gunfire. (laughs) Think about this. They're not angry about the use of violence in The Punisher. (laughs) You know... Normally you would expect people to cancel. Oh, we need to punish the we need to cancel the punisher. We need to punish the punisher because it's too violent, it's misogynistic, it's racist, right? You know the usual stuff. No, 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 not this time. Now we've expanded the blast radius. Now we need to cancel the punisher because some fucking random guy on the street was wearing the shirt. It's fucking brilliant, isn't it? This this has no downside. This can only end well. After insurrectionists were seen wearing the logo on dozens of live news broadcasts, prominent Punisher comic writer Garth Ennis went on record to call anyone sporting the brand a half-wit. Look at these fucking happy people. This is a tweet. Any cop who wears a Punisher logo in his official capacity is identifying law enforcement with an outlaw. These cops are a disgrace to serious police officers everywhere. They show an imbecilic level of irresponsibility and should be fired immediately. (laughs) I'm sure everything is going according to plan. All right. All right. I'm going to give you the choice. We have two options. So please cancel the Punisher. Nothing would make me fucking happier, to be honest, at this point, because we may as well laugh at you. We can't talk sense to you, so we may as well laugh at you. Yes, punish, punish whatever people say. Cancel everything that people want cancelled, and then everything will be okay, right? Imagine having to explain. Imagine living in 2021 and having to explain to creative people that it's wrong for them to be on the side of cancel culture and censorship. And when they ask why, having to explain to them, uh, because eventually you'll get cancelled too? Because it doesn't matter? It's not really about offence or anything like that? It's about eliminating competition and covering the space? So, I don't know. You know, you've got writers now who demand that books be banned. Imagine having to explain to a writer, do you really think arguing for the wholesale banning of other books is in your best interest? Why do you say that? I don't know, because you're a fucking writer, you idiot. (laughs) Maybe it's going to be your book that gets banned next. Oh, it wouldn't be my book. I have all the correct opinions. For now. So here's a multiple choice to end the show with on a Friday night. Now, we can either do the Brazilian Ken doll who spent $80,000 on the perfect face, or we can touch base with Toddles, ladies and gentlemen. Toddles has updated his video library. He's got, we've got some new updates from Toddles. We can actually see Toddles at his place of employment. Who wants to see Toddles at work? Huh? So, 
Press 1 in the chat if you want the Brazilian Ken doll. Press 2 in the chat if you want to see where Toddles works. See him in a normal day. See what he normally does for to earn a crust. I'll let you decide. One in the chat for Ken, two in the chat for Toddles. Most people are saying too. So toddles it is. We'll do the Kendall next week, perhaps. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a while. The future president of the United States, toddles, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure this is going to be riveting viewing. Let's see what toddles does for a living. Let's have a look at this. Me nervous, he though. said he gave up, bro, Marco. <laughs> he said he gave up, Marco. He up, said man. 10 minutes later, dude, man, tell him. Oh, and then eventually they came back at 20 minutes till 2 in the morning. They came back to my apartment, but my whole apartment was smelling like weed. So then there were six people in there. So then eventually, like 20 minutes later, after they were all there, I got irritated and upset. He's a very nervous speaker at work, isn't he? Now, I don't know if you'd notice this or not. He's already being laughed at by his co-workers. Now, there is at least one, possibly two... Uh, I'm going to say this. Urban gentleman working there? <laughs> so maybe he's a little uncomfortable. Not because he's being filmed. Because he does a lot of live streams. He does a lot of videos. Maybe there's another reason why Toddles is uncomfortable. I don't know what that would be. As we know from Toddles himself... From his own mouth, he says, quote, they're a good breed. He likes the brown sugar, of course. Maybe he's into one of their sisters. I don't know. Should be careful, Toddles. But they're already laughing at him. They're asking him to explain a story that happened. <laughs> but he's doing that thing. You know when somebody is nervous to speak, where they start taking, like, they start doing that short breath way of speaking uh, and, and, like, rushing their words. So it's like, and yeah, so it was like 2.30 in the morning and then a whole bunch of people like uh, they, they came over and, and they wouldn't leave. And then I told him to leave and they wouldn't leave. He's, he's doing that kind of thing to indicate that he's rather nervous. But they are such a good breed. He said he gave up, Marco. He up. said 10 minutes later, dude, man, tell him. Man. Oh, and then eventually they came back at 20 minutes till 2 in the morning. They came back to my apartment, but my whole apartment was smelling like weed. So then there were six people in there. His whole apartment was smelling like weed. Toddle's a big smoker, apparently. I don't know if he's had too much or not enough. Honestly. <laughs> so he's obviously working in some kind of warehouse by the looks of it. Then eventually, like 20 minutes later after they were all there, I got here. Which, is, which probably explains his Adonis-like physique. I upset, so I basically want everyone to leave. So I was like, my chest was out. Actually, kind of like I, I was like, I felt kind of tough at that moment. So I was like going up to people like in their face, like just leave, you know, trying to get everyone out of there. So then they left. They were like, one person. How, said, how, you, how you do it again? One person said, "Fuck you." <laughs> oh no! Oh no! It's it's a little difficult to pick up. If you don't have, like, the headphones on or you don't have a good set of buds in, you may not be picking up all of the dialogue. So basically he's telling... It's fucking hilarious. Basically he's telling this story about how he was trying to kick people out 
And he said, like, I felt tough and I was going up and getting in people's faces and saying, why don't you fucking leave? But he's saying, he's telling this story in such a fucking nerdy way, like in such a nervous, withdrawn, I'm in an eggshell kind of way that nobody believes him. They're just openly laughing in his face. Because, <laughs> you know, if you tell a story, if you if you tell a story about getting into a fight, for example, like here's, here's a story for you, right? So I was sitting in the McDonald's drive-thru one day with a bunch of friends. Greeno was there, by the way. So he'll back this up. We're sitting in the McDonald's drive-thru. We'd been drinking all night at the local club and we're just waiting to get some burgers and then we're heading home. And so, you know, we're laughing and carrying on and telling jokes and making noise. And then the guy from the car in front of us, well, the passenger from the car in front of us gets out of his car and starts walking to our car in the drive-thru. And he comes up to my window. I'm in the front passenger seat and I've got the window down and he comes up, he's drunk and he's like, what did you fucking say about that girl? And we all kind of looked at each other and went, huh? What? And he's like, he's looking at me and goes, fucking say something again, I'll fucking level you. Like this to me? And I go, mate, we don't know what you're talking about. Go back to your car. We don't we don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You misheard. I don't know what you're saying. And then at this point, he reaches in and slaps me across the face while I'm sitting in the car. And I've been trying to, I've been really friendly to this guy for a couple of minutes. Like this went on for a couple of minutes. And I'm saying, mate, you, it's completely wrong. I don't know what you're thinking, but you heard the wrong thing. Da, 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 da. He eventually reaches in and slaps me across the face when I'm in the passenger seat of this car. Now, I'm not, I'm not some, I don't like fighting. I'm not a fighting guy. You know what I mean? I've often said if two guys, I'm not going to fight the two guys in the bar. I'd much rather get them to fight each other and then I'll buy their girlfriends a drink. Right? That's more my go. That's more my style. <laughs> I'm not somebody who goes out looking for fights, but I am a pretty big guy. Like I'm 6'5". You know, I'm not a, I'm not a little dude. So not many people try to start fights with me which I appreciate. But obviously, if I'm sitting in a car, you can't tell. Like, I just look like a normal person. So he slapped me across the face, and I've got out of the car, and, you know, now I'm standing up, and he comes up to my chest. This dude is fucking tiny. He comes up to my chest, and I said, what the fuck are you fucking slapping me for? Like this? And he looks at me, and he takes a step back. He looks at me, and he goes, um, just, just don't do it again, and walks off. <laughs> And he's walking away and I'm, I'm saying to him, come back and shake my hand, bro. Where are you going? Come back and shake my hand. We can be friends. Hey, come back. I'm trying to be your mate. Shake my hand. Come back and shake my hand. And he's walking off very quickly back to his own car. And, you know, so I got back in the car and had a big laugh about it. But now that, see, now the reason I'm telling you this story is because the way you tell the story. You know, some guy slapped me in the face. I jumped out of the car and I said, what the fuck are you slapping me for, mate? And then he walked off and I'm saying, hey, come back. Shake my fucking hand, bro. I thought we could be mates, mate. Come on. And he's walking off. But Toddles doesn't tell his tough guy story that way. Toddles tells his tough guy story by going, uh, so yeah, th then I was uh, getting in people's faces and I was saying to him, hey, please fuck off. <laughs> he's not conveying the urgency of the situation. So, of course, it sounds like bullshit because you wouldn't act the tough guy if you were going up to people and, you know, very sheepishly mumbling under your breath. <laughs> it just wouldn't happen. Hey, hey, why don't you uh, hurry up and get the fuck out of my apartment, okay? Why don't you get the fuck out of here? I'm a tough guy. <laughs> That's why they're laughing at him. <laughs> because it's so obviously a bullshit story.
Ah, oh, see, this is why I love toddles. <laughs> Minister of Fun Kimmy and Trovo. Was his ass clenched like a mall walker as he scurried away? Even better. So he was the passenger in the car, and the driver of the car got out of the car and came up to us and apologised on his behalf. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. Ask Greeno the story. The driver of the other car came up and said, I'm so sorry about this. He actually came up and, like, started leading the guy back to the car. <laughs> well, because there was four of us and two of them. And he did just instigate a, you know, a drive through fucking fight by reaching in and slapping a stranger in the face for no reason. But he did, I did, I am pleased to report that no violence was done. He lost his balls very quickly. I didn't even have to do anything. I just stood up. <laughs> I just stood in front of him and said, what are you fucking slapping me for? And he walked away. <laughs> ah, well. Lesson learned for the young fella. You must take sitting into account when you're judging the size of the person you're trying to beat up. I felt kind of tough at that point. I felt tough. I was like going up to people like in their face, like just leaving, you know, trying to get everyone out of there. So then they laughed, they were like, one person. Listen to the whole fucking crew is laughing at him. Yeah, sure. Toddles, tell us how you went up to that guy. Toddles, tell us that story about how you went up to that guy and told him to leave. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I, I was feeling really tough that day. So I went up to him and I kind of like put my uh, my chest, uh, you know, in his face. And I was like, uh, why don't you why don't you get the hell out of here, you jerk face? <laughs> <laughs> and then what happened, Todd? <laughs> Did, were they fighting you, Todd? Hey, were you tough? Did you tell them to fuck off, Toddles? Did you, mate? Hey? <laughs> oh, oh, great story, bro. Cool story, bro. How'd you do it again? One person said fuck you. <laughs> one, one, one person said fuck you to me. <laughs> And I told him, hey, please get out of my home immediately. Because <laughs> you can hear them. Egg they're egging him on. So did you tell him to fuck off, did you, Todd? Did you tell him to get out of there? <laughs> How'd you do it again, Todd? With my chest out? Yeah. And I, I was bigger back, like a little bit bigger back then. Like, He's good. In this yeah. Yeah. Five, 15 years ago? I was like, I was like 15. Oh, yeah. this, sto this story took place 15 years ago. Interesting. If you need to so leave, my chest popped out like that. Yeah. He's shooting on I was going up to their belly. Like, one guy was like, that's all. I just walked oh, up yeah. to him and was like that. And they looked up at <laughs> Sure you did, Todd. Sure you did. <laughs> and the crowd the crowd adores him, don't they? <laughs> I was like... I I I just I I told this individual, hey hey hey, why don't you uh, get the hell out of here? <laughs> you know, I was pretty buff back then. You know, I was a lot bigger than I was back then. And I went up to this guy. He was he was a huge guy. He's he's Milton. I went up to this guy and I said, no salt. And there there it was on the on the glass, huge huge grains of salt. Excuse me, I believe you have my stapler. <laughs> oh, shit, <laughs> And then what happened when you did long that? Long you said long. one person did what? What did they? What was they saying to you, Todd? What was I saying? Hey, Todd. What was that thing I told you? Hey, Todd. Hey, Toddy boy. What was that fucking thing I was telling you about? Tell everybody how I told you about that thing, Todd. This is this is not a man who controls the room. The room controls him. <laughs> Foggy. The man is built like marshmallow on toothpicks. Don't mess with him. What one of the people do? He is. I would. The best way to describe Todd, I think, would be gelatinous. I believe you have my stapler. One of them, I think, is trying to spit on me or something. 
Then you went to work the next day, and then what happened? And then you went to work next day, Todd, and then what happened? See, he's already told this story. You can tell he's told this story multiple times because the people who are egging him on to tell the story already know the story. So they're like, so then you went back to what? Now tell everybody what happened when you went back to work the next day, Todd. Tell them what happened then. <laughs> While they're giggling and filming it. <laughs> Jim Enward, I believe you have my pallet, Jack. So he's obviously not filming this. Somebody else is filming this. Does anybody else get the suspicion that somebody else is filming this because it's going to be like, hey, check out what this crazy fucking cracker's here. Check out this crazy motherfucker's story here. Man, you got to check this shit out. I work with this fucking homeboy named Todd, okay? This motherfucker, this motherfucker always telling stories about how he's starting fights and shit, how he's a tough motherfucker and shit. You should check this shit out, man. Look at this motherfucker. And he thinks, like, you know, they're filming They're filming this, obviously, for their personal collection to archive his great tales, his great stories. But they're not, Todd. I'm here to help you. They're not doing this because they want to hear your story. They're doing this so they can laugh at you with their friends who don't work. Yo, check out this fucking crazy nigga here. Check out this motherfucker with his stories and shit. My head hurts. Some people do drugs. And I t my co-worker said uh, some people do drugs with the frying pan, so I was going to hit him with the frying pan. <laughs> the guy filming is like, my head hurts. Fucking <laughs> 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 great. Toddles a story. Look, and isn't that a lovely freeze frame there? There you go. Toddles, ladies and gentlemen. Toddles, tough guy. Oh, don't fuck with the toddles. He's all man. Good shit to cook up in him, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start recording this nigga every oh, day. My dad came to bail me, my dad. I... Did you hear that? Did you hear that? I'm pretty. I think I. I think I know what I heard. Hang on. I'm gonna start recording this nigga every oh, day. <laughs> so the. <laughs> I was right. Once again, we nail it here on the Daily Boogie. The guy said, damn, I'm going to start recording this nigga every day. <laughs> now they're going to start documenting Toddles' stories. Damn, I'm going to start recording this nigga every day. <laughs> every day. So he's obviously entertaining them daily on the reg. Dad came to bail me. My dad, I said, Dad, I think they're going to come and shoot me. <laughs> oh. That's why my dad, let me. He's like, no, I think they're going to come and shoot me. And the guy was like, oh, really? <laughs> oh, no, Toddles. Toddles. All right. <laughs> so, yes, we're looking forward to more Toddles content in the future. They're now filming him every day. So there'll be more tough guy toddle stories just around the corner. Of that, I'm certain. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, the Friday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Apologies again to the D-Livers who weren't able to tip the show tonight. Thank you to the people who tipped on uh, Streamlabs, though. 
But apologies to the D-Livers who aren't uh, able to tip on D-Live anymore. Well, at least for the short momentary period of time, because of course, it's just a glitch. I know it's definitely not something intentional. And it's obviously just a glitch. So thank you, thank you D-Live for keeping me safe. If you want to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by keeping uh, hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, uh, follow me on Trovo, trovo.live slash boogiebumper and on Twitter at boogiebumper. Don't forget to follow all of our friends, uh, Rational Times, Coffee Talk with Sandra. You got the Kimmy Show, Wash Sandra with the Kimmy Show. Iceman double four double three. Winning TV tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, Victor Von Schroom. JJ Stoner, everybody's favourite lover of French women, Mersh, later on tonight. At Real Person, PLTCS, Joy of Pessy, Major Tom, Sunday Night Chicho. Did I say them already? I probably did. Uh, and anyone else I may have forgotten? Uh, Royce Lopez, tip of the hat to Royce Lopez as well. JJ Stoner, uh, you know you know the crew. Just follow them all. Follow them all and give them your lemons. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational, God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.